As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Game Day Magoots. What's up, dude? It's game day, and we are recording early in the afternoon so your boy can get down to the stadium, because yep. I have some beers to guzzle yep. and some chance to fire off. Damn right. You're representing the bros down there today, so yep. it's an important job. You know that I put a lot of emphasis on you when you go to the games. It's important. You're part of the team. I think what I'm going to do, well, obviously it doesn't really matter because you're going to listen to this tomorrow, but what I might do is throw some questions up for the game During and I'll game. try to answer them as I can. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. So pay attention to our socials today as you listen to this yes. tomorrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm super excited for the game. I'm going to the corner, country corner for life. Uh, my neighbor is doing the projector on the side of the house. Love that. So I think I'm going first half corner, cheesesteak and wings, crab fries, back home for the second half to watch it on the projector. Perfect energy. I could not be more excited. This is my favorite time of year. I know we talk about the birds at nauseum, and I'm sure that some of the people out there that do not like football get tired of it, but this breathes life into us and the entire city of philadelphia it does honestly like i went to get coffee this morning and it was like a brisk 65 degrees yeah, just getting out there good shorts and hoodie weather yeah, love baby. that shit i love light jacket Got weather. Just, yeah light jacket weather it's perfect uh, that's the funny thing is i put i go light jacket weather spring for the fall i always go like crew neck and shorts ah i'm the opposite i think yeah. the ah, spring, right. i'm so excited you have a crew neck and shorts on right now but yeah that's hysterical. That's, a, that's actually really funny. But I, oh, you mean crew neck sweatshirt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I um, like I do pullover. crew neck with the long. I don't wear shorts a lot. You know that, like yeah. nice shorts. I don't wear dress shorts a lot. No. But I'm a big light jacket guy, and I think that was because I used to be a thicker gentleman, and <laughs> the light jacket um made me. I just, Shout out all the thicker gentlemen out there. The thicker gentlemen with uh with two C's thicker. Now I'm I was actually probably three C's thick. Now I'm now I'm two now C's two. thick yeah. in uh in a strong way. But the light jacket, I could always pull that off regardless of how I felt I looked. It was more of an insecurity thing. We're really diving into it here. Get it? Yeah, no, we're really getting into it. Actually, a good segue from this is and we're doing current events. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. The prisoner has been caught. We caught him. And it was by far the funniest thing. First off, he got caught wearing an Eagle hoodie. Go Fucking birds. hilarious. Go birds. Philly Mag wrote an article afterwards saying it's not funny that he got caught with an Eagle hoodie. Stop saying go yeah, birds to it. Funny. Hey, fun killers. Fucking yeah. Buzz Killington's out there. Police. Yeah, losers. Shut up. Uh, the funniest part of the entire thing was, one, obviously they took a fucking photo op with him, which was sick. That was really funny. And then they had, I guess, the, I don't know if it was the commissioner, because he got caught in Delco. So I don't know what 
the hierarchy is over there or whatever. But somebody was answering some questions. And one of the I questions. it's the king of Delco. Yeah, it's the king of Delco, actually. Yeah, yes. It's mayor of Easttown, actually. Oh, yeah, mayor. <laughs> um, that's fucking hilarious. He was up there taking questions about the whole thing. And a reporter asked him, he is a small guy. Was there a worry that there was going to be another small guy that was going to get on his shoulders and then they throw a big trench coat over him? He said like a little rascal scenario. <laughs> yeah. And the guy and goes, the commander was no. like, no. I just okay. On. All right, cool. Sick. Like that is, that's the epitome of Philly is we, there's a killer on the loose that broke out of jail and, and we've funny. made making jokes for weeks about it. But here's, no one's been worried. Everybody's just cracking jokes. He gets caught with an Eagles hoodie. He basically said, go birds when he got caught more or less. And then somebody makes a little rascals reference during a very serious press conference about catching a killer. Like it's fucking hilarious. Philly magazine, that article they wrote, like, it's not funny. Look, no one's condoning murder. Like, no. I think that's the, the disconnect here. Like, can it, the situation be made light of yeah a convicted for murderer sure. was on the run for 14 days and they couldn't do shit to catch him obviously funny. we're all rooting for him to get caught no one's on his team here but like philly's gonna make light of the situ- like the situation barstool philly was putting up prop bets for it was like to hit the parlay vikings lose eagles win <laughs> catch the convicted murderer like that was part of a parlay Perfect. i love that but the last thing before we dive in i i would be remiss to not mention it did you watch Kelsey yet? I did. This is a free I, ad all I the way. I did stop, though. Before the Super Bowl? No, I watched up until they tied it at 35, and then I turned it off. Did you? You, yep. couldn't, you couldn't go Can't through it, it Fast forward through it, because you want to see the end. The end is it's moving. Yeah. Just get through You're this, assuming through I want to be moved. Uh, I was true. I was fired up, and I'm fired up for the game. If I watch the end of that, I'm not going to be fired up anymore. You would, because it's still like uh, he ends it on a good note. I, you know, I get it. I do get it, because I watched quarterback, and I had to watch Mahomes. I stopped before go that through, yep. and that was yep. fucking stopped brutal. before that too. That made me upset. I cried multiple times during Kelsey. I am I am man enough to admit that. I not like sobbing, just like choked up with like that. At one moment, it was like pride. I was like, yeah, God, like he embodies what this city is to a T, and I was like proud of that. And then at other times, I was crying. Because, hey, he's just a, it's a movie. I, I, movie. There were multiple times where I had to like push through and persevere. really you yeah. Wow. When well, I mean, but it's all the funny thing is it's all game centric. Like a lot of people are going to say same. Oh yeah, everybody's going to say like you know the family stuff, and the family stuff was great. Don't get me wrong, but when his wife was crying when he was coming out of the tunnel, I was like, "Fuck me, fuck me." I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this game tonight. Dev was crying, and she like she looked at me. She's like, "How are you not crying?" And I was like, I was at that moment like holding back. I couldn't even respond to her. I couldn't respond and say. Like I am or I'm not, because if I opened my mouth, I would have let out an audible like, (laughs) I get that. The funny thing is, obviously, this is very real and it's a real story. I will watch like fiction and it'll really speak to me. And then I'll watch something real and be like, this is stupid. I don't really care. Like this isn't getting to me emotionally. Fiction will. But I know what you're talking about, where you get to that point where you're a, you could cry, you know, you're like on the fence, but like, and it's all about breathing. If you it take is. a breath in, you're, and especially when you're around somebody else and then they're going to look right over, you do that breathing thing where you start to breathe in and it kind of breaks. You do a short breath. And, goes, <gasps> and then you're like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. And now I'm whimpering. Like I went from trying to not cry and now I'm whimpering like a little baby. I can't handle it. So yes, no, there were a lot of times where I had to just kind of persevere through it, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to handle the end of the game. You can call us fucking crazy if you want to. We are. Yeah. And it's fine. We care. And the city cares. And that's, it's you know. It's a new season. If you haven't seen Kelsey, even if you're not a Birds fan, give it a watch. I think it's like number two on Prime Video right now, which is 
it's pretty ridiculous that a lineman gets that much recognition. Well, it was just, I mean, it was just the fucking perfect storm. They it thought really it was going to be his last season, and then it ended up being the best season in Eagles football history without winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. And it just so happened that he was going against his brother, for the, like the first brother to brother matchup. It's just fucking wild. The entire thing, the way it came together is insane. It is. Uh, Give it a watch. But it's, really it's, cool. It was great. Yeah. Really it was cool. Great documentary. But let's get back on. Now task let's talk here. about OC and get angry. Ah, let's do our Rose and Thorn quickly. Uh, we're not doing news today as the news is this. The birds are playing tonight. So we got shit to do. So we're going to jump right into our Rose and Thorn. Why don't you lead us off there, pal? I'm going to start off with my Thorn. All right. Thorn me. <laughs> and it's, it's a funny Thorn. Last week, obviously, we're in the new studio. Yeah. Getting a lot of props for the new dude. Yeah, I like that. You know how many people have said that they can't hear a word I'm saying because they look over my shoulder and they see Luann's mugshot? Oh, I've seen a lot of those, actually. Yeah. It's pretty funny. All right. Get over it, everybody. Listen to me, all right? <laughs> I'm good to look at. I'm good to hear. Good to look Just at. Just get over the Luann mugshot. It's here. It's here to stay. We're not moving it anywhere. It's a great piece of art that we have back You're here. You're welcome. But pay attention to me. That was a stylistic choice. Yeah. I'm a pick-me boy, all right? He needs the attention. He thrives on it. Like, when you guys were all jumping on board, like, the shooter bandwagon, this man was untouchable. Yep. He was walking on top of the world. So, Look, oh. I mean, everybody was on my side during the Eagles run last year, so we needed again. Oh, uh, that's actually... Oh, that, see, that's how yeah. diehard we are. I am on board. Talk him up. Make him into an even big wow i can't talk yeah can't make talk. him into an even bigger headed person so that the birds do well because if that's how they did well last year and that's synonymous with shooter feeling good about himself carry on work it out um here's my rose this rose comes from kaz fetz i'm okay. not really sure if i'm saying that right but here we go uh great podcast for someone getting into the housewives oh man this is mine was it really yeah, it's I, right. I just I thought it was really one. unique and stuff so we could do a little shared rose here it's all right you go sentence by sentence i'll read a little bit you read a little no, bit that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> uh as somebody who has watched the housewives for close to five years and has gone back and watched older seasons it's actually refreshing to listen to y'all come in with new takes as people who haven't seen it i've seen them but i don't care about all the backstory so it's nice to listen to somebody who doesn't know it perfect yeah. i mean that's what we try to do in a nutshell so there that's, you go yeah that that thanks kaz describes our podcast nice job uh all right, let me go. My thorn is this, and we this is our most interacted with video on Twitter or X that we've had, and it was my rant about Ralph. Um, and somebody commented that knows him, I guess, and they had this to say. He would never even say this in Ralph's face. You do not know me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask Shooter. I have no problem saying things to anybody. It actually gets me, it used to get me into trouble. I don't, I don't do stupid shit anymore. But as far as like not being the guy to say it to people's face, that is the opposite of me. I, yeah, I look I don't... forward to the opportunity. Also, just a weird take to make. Yeah, like, like I'm not especially to... because every 99.99% of people that were commenting were saying that you're right. We're saying he's a piece of crap, yep. so on and so forth. Everybody was negative towards Ralph, as you should be after watching that. To take the stance, I don't even know if you're supporting Ralph or just saying that Steele wouldn't be able to handle himself in a fight. I don't know. I don't really I'm know. not even trying to fight the guy. Like, we would have him on the show and we would hear him out and then also tell him that he's wrong Yeah, I and rip we, him apart. We will have anybody on. Anybody. And we wouldn't enter it like being like, all right, Ralph, like, explain yourself. It's more so like, all right, dude, let's hear it. You try to talk yourself out of it. We are going to counter. Like, we'll, we will literally interview anybody. I have no issue if he wants to come on the show. I, I welcome it. Once again, I'll say exactly what I said to him. 
I have no problem doing that. But anyway, on to my rows. Let's go on to some happier business. Shooter took mine, so I'm just going to go to the next one because it's funny. From Nurse Nancy 111 these guys are great. Who knew we'd need or want our husband's opinion on our housewife show? Excellent podcast, five stars. Who knew? Did it actually say five stars? Yeah, she wrote I five stars. That. I love that. I love when people give it five stars and then say five stars. Ten stars. Because that's ten stars. Yeah, that's how I count it. That should count as a double, yep. I think. But let's not waste any time because we got shit to do. We got the birds home, baby. But that doesn't mean that we don't have time for you guys. Our, always our time for you listeners. guys. We will always make the weather on vacation. Is the weather perfect and I'd like to be drinking a beer in the parking lot right now? Sure would be. But that's but we've got time for you we've guys. We've got time. For, that's You don't know how much that speaks to how much Shooter loves you guys. The fact that he is here right now and not in the parking lot, in the D-lot. How'd you know I was going to the D-lot? Are you? <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Vibes are going. Vibes are strong. But we are back in OC. And we're at the dinner at the beach. Um, still, it's like the aftermath of everything. And Heather storms off to like go get her gifts or just kind of like gather herself, I guess. And Emily's still really pissed about how Heather's treating her. And as this episode plays out, we get to see the double standards, which I kind of needed only because like Emily's talking a lot of shit. Heather's talking a lot of shit, but at least Emily apologizes and owns up to her shit. Heather doesn't seem to do that ever. No, and she even doubles down by giving them the gift, and everybody thinks of how weird it is that they're getting gifts right now, speaking to how much everybody's kind of at odds with Heather. I know. I... Heather comes out with all these gifts, and then she goes into her confessional and says, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that they deserve these gifts, but I already got them embroidered. Like, oh, okay. She's the queen of embroidering. Yeah, who gives a shit? You know what? Just keep them in your hotel room. Don't give them the gifts. But the main thing here is Shannon finally somewhat lightly opens up about John. And this is not good. It's not good what she says. No. And the fact that she like belittles it to the point that it, she makes it like a non-issue. Once again, we hear the, it's normal relationship stuff. And it's like, you know, John doesn't want to spend time with me. You guys get that. And John doesn't want to talk about the relationship. He's an avoider. I'm a communicator. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't mesh. It's like everything you're saying is a red flag. Those are all bad, bad things. That's not a healthy relationship. That's not a happy relationship. The man, if you bring up your relationship, he says, no, 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 we ain't doing that. No. You know how I am. No, we're good how we are. Yeah, this is fine for this me. Is, this is working <laughs> fine for us. For me. I'm cool. Shut up, Shannon. He's definitely a big us guy. Like, when he talks about things, oh, he always says sure. to her, this is good for us, or this is what we need. Yeah. And just speaks for her. And answers on and her And she path. just says, okay. And she goes, okay, John, don't leave. Yeah. But I just think it's really, really interesting because Shannon is so up in arms about people talking shit about her relationship and people behind the scenes. Meanwhile, she brings up Jen and Ryan and says, we're going to dig deeper into Jen's relationship. That's the same shit. What's yep. the difference? Like, that's my problem with this cast, I think. And it's arguably the most unlikable group in all they the housewives have to be. and i don't know i guess that translates to good television for a lot of people it just it me. just doesn't for me for the reasons that we speak about all the time just needing to kind of like emotionally understand where people are coming from in this show yeah and we never really can like every time i try to put my like i i don't really, I, I just can't even communicate as to why i do not like this cast it just doesn't make any sense to me you you put we it try really hard we both try we watch so much and we have to talk about it so we try really hard to put ourselves in their shoes 
And it's impossible because every time you do that, they do something that's wild. And you're like, yeah. okay, I don't really understand it. I think like you said a few times, it's clear that these women aren't friends outside of the show. Right. And I think that we pick up on that. I think a lot of people pick up on that. And that's, it's hard to watch knowing that, like, I mean, Heather says it. She goes, I'm just coming to the realization that, like, I don't like a lot of these women. Yeah. It's like, we, we've we seen that. it. We know. We yeah. watch it every week and we get to understand that. And it sucks because you like when Shannon says that she wants to dig more into Jen and Ryan's relationship, it's a form of deflection to get them away. And she knows that's going to work. Right. Because, hey, I've got there's a juicier scoop over here. Right. Stop looking at me. Go look over there. Yep. And then I'll help you take down another woman, even though it's the exact same thing that you're trying to do to me that I've been complaining about for weeks. Like, no, it doesn't. Everything should apply to everyone, not just you and not just another person. It just doesn't make any sense. And when we finally do get somebody that's like the fucking Trace Amigas, and they are actually friends, they're insufferable. They are so hard to watch. But I think we can sum it up as we like the drama. We welcome the drama. We do not like hypocrisy. Hypocrisy on this show, on any of these shows, is really frustrating to watch. Because then it, it calls into like question the, I don't understand, like the logic doesn't logic. And that's when I get frustrated. But moving on from that, we start to dig into Tamara a little bit, and there's another woman at the gym. It's the woman that Ryan allegedly had his, not allegedly, confirmed, had his little thing with while him and Jen were on a quote-unquote break, right? Now, Tamara says this woman reached out to Tamara and gave her all the dirt. Jen has talked to this woman, apparently, and that woman told Jen that Tamara reached out to her and said, send me everything. What sounds more believable to you? The, obviously the Tamara aspect. see her do it and she says that she's going she to do does it on things. twitter like, that's the thing if yeah she does it on twitter in front of everyone and then she also will be caught on camera telling another woman hey so i was talking to this person like i decided to dig a little bit deeper because it wasn't making any sense and yes in some aspects that's okay because you need to get the full story the way that Tamara does it is malicious. Oh, Tamara totally. only wants to do it so that she has dirt on her. And it drives me fucking insane because when you get to see the Vicky shows up and then Vicky drops that bomb talking about Jen and Ryan, Tamara looks at Jen and she goes, oh, no, 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 like laughing at her. She's like, she doesn't even know who Ryan is. Ha ha ha. You got the information from you. Right. Like, what are you doing? You're trying to be buddy buddy with Jen. But then you go to the confessional and say, I just don't understand like this relationship that I have with Jen. Like, I don't really get it. I don't really like her. I need to like do this and that. And it's like, then stop being buddy buddy with her and be normal. Like we see this on other shows. If you do not mesh and I go to like Sutton and Erica Jane, they did not like each other and you knew it. And it was very apparent. Tamara is fake in your face. And then she'll go behind your back and try to dig up dirt and go after you some other way or have somebody else do the dirty work for her. It's crazy to watch this unfold. And then Tamara just this whole like, woe is me. I can't believe that people think that I'm a bad person. It's like you are. Perfectly said. Yeah. I have nothing to add. Frustrating. It's it's very frustrating. I want to touch on the ATV scene real quick because I got to give Emily props. When they showed where they were standing on, I guess you can call them like a diving platform. It's it's a wooden structure. Yeah. Um, At a cenote. And we've seen it. This is our second cenote. We had it one is. with Potomac. Yeah. yeah but so you know what? We got activities. And I love activities. We need activities. activities. But to see Emily just not even blink and just jump off that thing, when she hit, I I was like, ooh. It didn't seem like a clean, you know, you can tell when people get through the water, it's like, scoop, like they're fine. It was was a loud impact. I was like, oh, I don't know if she, like, I don't know if that was a good one. Sure enough, she pops up with a bloody nose. I was like, but you know what? 
One, took it like a champ. Yep. Two, didn't back down from the jump. And three, she seemed, she didn't turn it. Anybody else, that would have been a day ender. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, my nuts. Uh, if Shannon did that, no. Oh, Shannon, Shannon would have gone home. She home. would have laid, like, floated in the cenote until somebody saved her. Yep. She wouldn't have moved. Without a doubt. I mean, you already get to see, and that's the other thing, is, like, somebody like Gina doing it. Gina's very obvious. Oh. She's very forthcoming with her fear of water and fear of whatever might be in the water. I when guess. she did the stutter step at the end of the day, I, thought she I was, was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yep. Because we've seen those videos where the person like at the last minute grabs on to yep. like the rock and then they fall down a cliffside and then like yep. roll into the water. I've seen that happen in person before. It's yeah. not fun. No. That, look, anybody out there that's going to do some stupid shit. Take it from somebody that's jumped off a lot of things. <laughs> I have too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the funniest part about the whole thing is. I love the, um, well, I guess they kind of had some people there to kind of watch to make no, sure. No, they not... didn't. They had yeah, two no, guys that were like, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, when... stop. This means go. Here's a they cenote. They at least had that, I guess. I don't, you know, it's something. It, those guys could give a fuck. No, like... <laughs> I, when I saw it happen, I, w- I was down in Puerto Rico and we just went into like this foresty area and there was a huge jumping cliff area and there's a, th- a ton of people jumping up and down, whatever. Somebody tried to climb all the way up the rocks and go under a waterfall and jump over, and then go. they slipped and fell. Yep, and that will happen. And rolled all the way down and then into the water, and then they were all cut up and shit, and it was great. But here are the two, the two notes. One, if you're going to do it, don't be a hero. Do the, the scary jump that everybody's doing. Yeah. Two, you got to commit. Yep. If you're going to do dumb shit, you got to commit. And you don't have to be the first person. I mean, obviously, Emily came out with the bloody nose. But it looked like Tamara was okay, Shannon was okay, so yep. Jem was fine, you know. And Heather will Heather will never get in that water. There's no Absolutely way. Absolutely not. You couldn't pay her to. But the next thing, Tamara's in a little confessional, and she drags Jen again. She's like, I, you know, she. I thought she was a yoga mom, and now she's wearing this fake designer stuff and, like, this fake drip. And I like that the producer calls out what she's wearing. It's like, well, who made that? Yeah. And she says a name that I don't know. No idea. And it could be made. It could be fake. It could, could be, be real. I. But it's just weird that she takes these weird digs at Jen. Look, Tamara like, hasn't been on screen for a little while. She's doing this everything. Is her first season. Ev- she's trying to do everything she but can. Confessionals Wouldn't be surprised are if it was so fake. forced, bro. Like, it's not even fluid. When she tries to make jokes, they never hit. But I'm not going to. I will not let Tamara ruin my day. You can do that today. I'm not letting her get to you me. You think I'm going to do that? No, not that she's. But that's the thing. You can oh. talk shit and not let it ruin your oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I talk yeah, shit, yeah. I'm going to get, you know, yeah. emotional, whatever. But we get Vicky, who arrives to the trip, and I was excited. I was like, oh, cool, Vicky's back. And then after the first interaction with Shannon and Tamara, I was like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yep. They they just start screaming, and she starts saying, whoop it up again. And, like, I don't believe that she's ever whooped it up. Like, whoop it up to me means that you are going to go balls to the wall, like, I appreciate the effort that she brings, but I feel like Whoop It Up is a way for her to like pump herself up. It, it has to be. And I, I always thought that Whoop It Up is like a positive thing. Like you're going to bring the life to the party. It's going to be so much fun. It, she does not bring the life to the party. She, I mean. When she gets drunk, she gets scary drunk to the point that she's falling down and you have to worry about her. Right. That's not fun for that's me. That's not a whoop. No. That's... A whoop is we're going to play some beer games. We're going to play beer pong. We're going to flip cup. We're going to jump in this pool and have a lot of fun. Right. She's like, no, I'm going to drink like 17 margaritas and then fall down. Yeah, exactly. Not, fun. Not whoop. <laughs> Whoopless. But while they're at dinner that night, a lot of stuff starts to come to light. They start to bring up the issues that the group is having. This is where the hypocrisy comes in with Heather. And this is the perfect way to kind of describe it all. She <laughs> said to Emily that she's got a snuffleupagus look going. 
in what world is that a compliment? She goes, I love Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus, let's call him what he is. He's a big, hairy elephant. Yeah. That's never a compliment, ever, no matter how you spin it. They're, like That's like saying no offense, but you're fucking ugly. Like, I don't yeah. know what else to I say. I really don't understand how that could ever be taken as a compliment. No, but she she tries to spin it like, because I love Snuffleupagus, it's a positive. It's like, just because you like something doesn't mean that calling somebody a hairy elephant is a good thing. Yeah, no. Like, thank God, Emily, and this is why I love Emily. I like Bigfoot, but I wouldn't call you Bigfoot. Correct. Eh. Oh, and then we have the Sasquatch. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Yep. You that's know that's it's, why I was thinking about Bigfoot. You, yeah. Tamara, you know it's a Sasquatch. Oh, my God, yeah. You know it's a Sasquatch. You're saying it incorrectly on purpose. Not doing it. She will not Do suck it. me into it. Nope, not doing it. But Vicky out of nowhere says to Jen, I think that we have a similar situation. I was in a similar similar relationship where you're in love with a person, but they're just not right for you. Where would she get that information from? How on earth would she know that and have that opinion about it? It's, it I mean, it's painfully obvious to us and everybody at that table. Everybody in the, the world. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Vicky has been out of the scene for six or seven weeks since that party. I don't even know whose fucking house it was anymore because this is very quickly turning into the longest season ever. I don't know how it's still on TV. Oh, I know. And Vicky has not seen Jen. That's probably the first time that she ever met Jen. Otherwise, you're not going to meet Jen. You don't know shit about Jen. No. Nope. Don't bring this up randomly while sitting at dinner. Like, no. Either one, you're just trying to get back on the show or create some waves or whatever. And Tamara kind of orchestrated this whole thing to try to get you a little more airtime. Everybody knew what was going on right away. I'm happy that Chen knew right away and then immediately called out Tamara. I'm glad and she finally called her out of the table. call her out to her face. Everybody knows what's going on. The worst part about this whole thing is the other women's confessionals. When you get to see Gina and uh, Emily are talking about how Jen is going through this whole thing and we really need to check on Jen and make sure Jen's okay. They didn't step up for her. They, they didn't, didn't step up and, and the emphasis They checked was... on her after, but they, they, during that moment, they didn't say a word to Jen. They just kept their mouth shut and then Emily made a joke about how her mother-in-law, who's 78 years old, heard it. And she's like, yeah, my mother-in-law is like 78 years old. Well, and she heard that he was a player. Table, so let's just jump right Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I'm much, lumping everything together. Yeah, we're I don't... pretty much there. And I think that what's weird is the emphasis isn't placed on, is Jen okay? Is she feeling okay? It's, why doesn't Jen react? Why doesn't she stand up for herself? Why is that your focus? Maybe get to the root of, okay, she's not reacting. Maybe we need to talk to her. Like, yeah behind a closed door instead of ambushing her every single time Tamara's around because Tamara has her sight set on her because she thinks it's a good storyline. That's just, they don't know how to talk to each other because they're not friends. Correct. They did the same thing with Shannon. Like, yes, maybe Shannon's a little scarier to handle that situation with because she gets blackout drunk and doesn't remember what she says, but you haven't even tried that approach with Jen. No. You keep hearing things, and yes, obviously the season started off with Jen talking about how she was in an emotionally cheating relationship with Ryan and she was still married to the last guy and blah, 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 and whatever. But you never took the time to sit down and be like, look, we're hearing a lot of things. Most of it's coming from Tamara. You can just be plain about it. I don't understand why they try to beat around the bush. Tamara is not like trying to go against Teresa Judice. Right. Tamara is not trying to go against someone who's like a mainstay, like Jen Shaw was in Salt Lake because you were afraid of her. Nobody should be afraid of Tamara. No. Like maybe, no. yes. Maybe if you do have some dirt, that you don't want to be dug up, Tamara will go after that dirt if you go after her. We need people to go after Tamara because she's orchestrating this whole shitstorm and then acting like she's having a great time doing it because she's not doing any of the dirty work herself. It's just frustrating to watch and nobody backs her up. But I'm happy that Jen grew a spine, 
stood up and went at Tamara. But to your point, what you just said, in the first episode, she offers up the information. She does not hide behind a whole lot. She says, yeah, I was the one that fucked it up. She does say, like, she tries to give the softer approach and, like, yeah, "Yeah, the marriage was dead or the spark was gone. But other than the spark was gone, like, we didn't hear a whole lot of defensive from her. Like, she took ownership. If I'm her and I offered this info in the beginning, I gave people the opportunity to like discuss it with me, right? This has been the response since is a lot of side talks, a lot of ambushes at dinners and like social events. Why the fuck would I bring it back up? And if you guys have questions, everyone wants to talk about Shannon and the fact that like, oh, we're supposed to bring this stuff to her. Why is Jen treated differently? It's because Tamara's the one that has her sights set on her. But at the table is when the Ryan discussion really amps up and Tamara admits to talking behind Jen's back. Yes. She says, yeah, I've been talking with so-and-so. And that's when Jen's like, all right, if you want to fucking do this, let's do this. Because she reached out to me and said that you texted her and said, send me everything. And that verbatim sounds exactly what Tamara would say. Yep. She would be that forward with it. And Tamara's like, no, no, that didn't happen. We have so many different instances in which Tamara's done exactly this. We have a comment on our TikTok of her claiming that she did not interact with Jen before this season, really, when in the first episode, and that that comment's from Tamara on our TikTok. But in the first episode, she's the one saying, I've known Jen for a long time. She's come to the gym. I watched her and Ryan get together the first time. Like, which side of the street do you want to be on? Because you keep picking both lanes and it doesn't work that she way. She doesn't know. That's the, that's her blueprint for doing good reality TV, I guess, is just play both sides of the field and just keep bopping back and forth. That way you can be friends with everybody, but you can also go against them whenever you want. And I hate in this scene, instead of focusing on that, like, yes, we do agree that Jen and Ryan's relationship is a problem. Yeah, There's Ryan's an a issue there. And eventually, yes, we're not going to get anywhere. And Jen admits to knowing certain details. But why would she share all of those details, especially with these women? They're, they don't have your best interest in mind for the no. most part. Gina somewhat seems like she kind of cares, but she's just kind of worried Gina, for Jen. to me, it seems like she's trying to figure out where she can fit in sometimes. I think so, too. I, I would agree so, too. I think that Emily is more of an authentic person because she tries to start and then stops and then makes a joke about her mother-in-law. And then at the end, she just says, look, at, at some point, we're talking to Jen about this and we're telling her all these details. She knows a lot of these. She wants to stay with Ryan because she loves Ryan. At some point, you just have to let an adult be an adult. Yeah, you guys. And that's that's the difference between Jen's situation and Shannon's situation. Or, yeah, and Shannon's situation. Jen's situation, she admits to everything. She knows. As soon as you bring something up, she looks and she goes, well, yeah, I didn't want to talk about that. But, like, I knew that. And this is what I'm choosing to do. Shannon goes, well, you guys are completely wrong. You, you know nothing about my relationship and just completely goes into denial mode. There are very vast differences there. The biggest problem here is once you get to the point where you say Jen is an adult, she's going to make her own decisions. She knows all this information and she's still doing it. We can be here to help if we want to, whatever. Once you diffuse that whole thing, the big problem is Tamara. Why is no one looking at Tamara and saying, Tamara, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you digging so hard? Why are you just actively trying to take down another person? What did Jen do to you specifically? We haven't seen anything this season where Jen is going after Tamara or working in the background saying, well, you know, Tamara's relationship isn't that good. And maybe you should look at her accounting books because her gyms are making way too much money and there's not a lot of people there. Anything like that, then Tamara can be like, fuck you, I'm going to go after you. Jen hasn't done shit. Mm -hmm. Jen, Jen, if anything, was probably thankful in the beginning because Tamara got her on the show. We all know she got her on the show. 
But instead, Tamara's taking this chance to bring this person on the show just to take them down in the public eye. It's so fucking weird. The fact that none of these women see that, or maybe they do see that and they just don't care, is not good television to me. It's not good television. And to hear this sentence, again, I'm not going to get ramped up. Don't do it. To hear the sentence, you ruined your whole family. And no one says anything. Someone says this is getting like too far. Say that to Tamara. Say, yes. hey, Tamara. Not generally. Knock it off. Because now you're rule number one, baby. Leave the kids out of it. Yep. Now you're bringing the kids into it. Now you're bringing up. And the only reason they said it was getting too far is because of Jen's reaction. Exactly. Which is a normal reaction. Absolutely. If somebody ever says that to you, you flip out, you freak out. Jen had a normal reaction. Tamara's sentence was not a normal reaction. You no. should never say that, but that's what happens with Tamara. If you push her even a little bit, she gets nasty. She says the Absolutely nasty. meanest thing that she can possibly think of, yes. and it's not clever, it's not funny, and it's not good TV. But that's And that's why this cast just does not work. No one's going after her. No, nope. It can't just be the, the subject of the criticism from Tamara going back at her. Somebody else needs to step in and say something to Tamara. Nobody wants to because they all have their own personal agendas and nobody can find their way. Or you've got Heather on the other side just completely checked out because she doesn't give a shit anymore. Nobody else is really stepping up and doing anything. There's no good performances by one of these women in this entire show. And it is boring and stupid. It can't be the Tamara show. Because she already got the boot once. Yeah. Because it didn't fucking work. Yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But that takes us right into Salt Lake. And love the episode. It wasn't a whole lot going on, but that's okay. I just, I'm glad that there's not one center focus of the whole episode. And like, I think that's where it lost its luster last year was um, you knew every week what the topic was going to be. Yeah. And instead of it being Jen Shaw, it was Heather's black eye and you knew what we were going to get. And I think that's where they fell short this season. We don't have that. So that's nice. We obviously have some different things that have happened in the past that we're getting some resolution to which is very different than just trying to further the drama. And that starts us out with Lisa and Meredith on their first one-on-one, -on -one, like walk and talk and just hang out for like two years. Yeah. Which all stems from the off camera hot mic moment where she calls her a garbage whore and says that she's sleeping around. And there was a lot of negative stuff that Lisa said on a hot mic, but she's apologized at length the first year, like, immediately after that lisa was going out of her way to do anything for meredith to like prove to her that she was her friend 
why I think that this break was so important for Lisa is she, within this time frame, has 100% found her voice. She's confident in who she is. Her businesses are doing well. She stands up for herself now. She's not going to take Meredith's shit. So if they are going to bridge this gap again, she's in the best place possible because she will no longer be a lackey to Meredith. Mm -hmm. She's going to be her own person, stand in her own morals and values, and that could actually lead to a good friendship, whereas before it was much more of a how can I help you, Meredith, and Meredith kind of talking down to her. Yeah. So I'm excited to see this. Uh, Meredith's not my fave. No. I want to see this blossom. But I, I agree, and I think it's going to make for a good show, too, because in the past, when you get Lisa just kind of doing whatever Meredith wants, Lisa's not a good character. No. Lisa has, like you said, found her voice, and she's moved forward. She is stellar on her I own. I think overall, and I know that I said last week that I was a little skeptical about what Meredith's intentions were with Lisa, thinking that, you know, Meredith is kind of like moving to the background, and she's not really friends with a whole lot of people. What can I do? I need to make friends with Lisa. I'm going to throw that out the window for now, just because when I watched this scene, I felt like it was genuine. I thought that pretty much all the questions, it was important that Meredith was walking and said, look, I think that we both made mistakes. I think that we're both regretful for the things that we did. I think we're both very sorry. And I think that we both want to move forward with this. Yep. And you get the confessionals from both of them. And neither one is throwing shade. Like, yes, Lisa is saying, you know, I'm going to be a little cautious here as I move forward with Meredith Hopefully because I don't so. want that. And that's fine. I think it's important because like you said, last year, we just had Lisa doing everything under the sun to try to make Meredith like her again. And in the process, she ended up just finding her own voice and Meredith wasn't ready. And that's okay. That's entirely fine. After what Lisa said and what Lisa did on national television, it's okay if you don't want to be friends with that woman right away, give it some time to simmer. And they did. And now you're back. And look, I don't think that they're going to jump right being into best friends again. I don't think anything's going to happen I like that. I think it's going to move quicker. I think it's going to move yeah. quick. I, I do think it's going to move quickly, but I don't think that they're going to have like inside jokes by next week. No. I think that they will get closer. And eventually we're going to have a very awkward scene where John and Seth have to sit down and talk about the it. robot husbands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, man. They're going to get in the bathtub together and they're going to hash oh, it no. out. See, the thing is, I like John. JB Husband Boss is a likable character. He does come off robotic at times. Seth actually seems like an ai robot man i think the opposite actually that's, that's so, so funny, funny yeah. that's so funny i think that i honestly i think that either of them could go both way yeah i but, mean um i i, I don't know it's just, i think that there's more personality coming out of seth when he's trying to pour that shot of uh of See, wine me, like it just like, didn't make any sense but it's just goofy and it just seems like something mind, a goofy guy it's like if you go on like chat gpt and type in poor wife a glass of wine and the AI robot doesn't understand, like, oh, there's a wine That's glass. So and he's like, shot glass. Ha 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 ha. So ha Make shot glass joke. Ha ha. Like, he's I, just yeah. he's so vanilla. He I, is super vanilla. They're all vanilla, though. That's the thing. It's like all yeah, of them are vanilla. I don't have an issue with Seth. I just like that. That's my read. But the next scene is Whitney and Heather. And boy, did we eat our words right away. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. These two attempt to reconnect they say you know there's been a lot going on and obviously they used to be good friends they're cousins and we saw a little bit in the first episode of a potential reconnection we didn't i didn't expect to see this like right out of the gate but i don't see it going that well especially with the angie k entering the whole thing because heather has an issue with angie k rightfully so she was spreading rumors that heather hooked up with jen shaw around salt lake like it was funny-ish at the time when we watched it during the season because nothing else was happening that was funny. 
but that's a pretty scathing rumor. To it like, is. Especially and, in a very, very religious city. Right. You know, it's like a bunch of Mormons, and you're talking about scissoring. <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, no, I had a problem with this. Obviously, we said last week that we hoped that Heather can turn it around. I said that I was very hopeful that she was going to have a good season. And then she goes into this scene. There were a couple of things. Obviously, like you said, there's going to be an issue between Whitney and Heather. And we're kind of seeing almost, it's kind of funny to watch it juxtaposed to Lisa and Meredith. Yeah. Where Heather and Whitney were so close early on. And then they had the falling out. And Whitney's, you know, for what Whitney is, we kind of have accepted what Whitney is. She's not, you know, the brightest bulb out there. But she owns it and she does her own thing. We always know where she's coming from. She pretty much wears her emotions on her sleeve. And if she has a problem with something, she always says it right away for better or for worse. That's fine. But the way that Whitney or the way that Heather was talking to Whitney, it was like Heather expected them to be best friends again. Like I can share my intimate details and emotions with you and you'll understand where I'm coming from. And that's just Whitney's a little more guarded. Yeah, Whitney's way more guarded. So she starts talking about Angie Kay and she's like. Yeah, Angie K had all those rumors and like, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't think she's good for you as a friend. I don't think that, you know, you might like her right now. She might be fun right now until she's not. And it's like, Heather, shut up. Time just like, place. it's okay if you have an issue with Angie. You can just plainly say, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm a little skeptical to get back into a friendship with Angie because of what she said last year. Maybe Whitney wouldn't understand that. Maybe she would. Who knows? But then to push your opinion on her and then go into Lisa's son going on a fucking mission trip. Calling her a bad Mormon because she has a tequila company and this insane. Like also Heather, it's so hypocritical of you to sit there and say, well, you know, when I went on my first mission trip, I just went because one of my friends was going and I didn't really understand it, but I just wanted to go. And now you're talking about Lisa's son who you genuinely know nothing about. You don't understand what he's doing. What she, what Heather is doing by pushing her opinion on religion on another person is religion. That's, that's all you're doing. Yeah. You're that. trying to get somebody else to understand your beliefs. That's fucking religion, Heather. So that's what I was about to say is I think it's really funny that the person that wrote Bad Mormon that is no longer part of the church talks to other people like she is the utmost expert on the matter and almost talks negatively about people that are still following the church to a certain extent like Lisa and her family. Yep but not falling into a T. And then she seems to take umbrage with the fact that they're not like 100% all in on the Mormon religion. It's like, well, that's ironic considering. She did the same thing with Monica too. I, I know. Like, oh, what do you mean? Kind of. You, you're either all in or you're not. It's hey, like, what do you, what do you you're mean? You're no longer a Mormon. Heather. Yeah. And also look around the world. Like look at everybody, you know, that's a Christian or a Catholic. Are they fucking Bible thumping, following it to the T? No, people have their own interpretation of how they interact with God. And for somebody that left the church, wrote a book about the church, it seems pretty She's getting a little silly. preachy. She's getting a little preachy. <laughs> like, it's weird. It would be like if somebody stopped drinking for like a year and then has been drinking ever since then and would talk to me about sobriety. Right. Like something like that would be really stupid to do. Oh, I would say it's like somebody who stopped drinking for like a couple of months would then start judging their friends and saying, you that shouldn't too. be drinking. Right. Yeah. That's okay. kind of what I feel like yeah. that's what Heather's doing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a like weird You shouldn't move. just let people live their lives. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. Your life, we know your she, life has been hard enough. Yeah. You wrote a book about it. Good for you. I'm happy that you were a bestseller. I'm happy that you seem happier because you're removed from the church. Stop talking about the church all the time. I know you're in Utah. But stop bringing it up. You bring it up more than anybody who's actually in the church. So stop. That's very well said. The next scene, we get Meredith and Seth. And I literally wrote, Seth's a robot. <laughs> um, 
they seem like they're doing well. They always do. I, I will yeah. say like their relationship always seems great. Their kids and their relationship, like they seem like a very happy family. We love to see that. They started a podcast. Sure you, did. You listen to Hanging On By A Thread. I listened to an episode. What do you think it's going to be like? I don't know. I might, maybe we get a little bit more insight into Seth. Try to think figure he, it like, out. Think he loosens up a little I bit? I don't know. Zach told us last year that Seth was hot. So I, we, wait, we did this. Didn't yeah. we just, like put it out to the audience? I think we got some feedback that, People yeah. People like Seth's attractive. Like what? I don't, I don't I get don't it. Know. I'm not saying he's, look, he's not an unattractive man no. by any means. I'm not saying he's ugly. I just don't see the it factor, but Hey, it, look, if you're attracted to AI robots, <laughs> man, I, feel, no, I would, I would listen I to the bad. podcast. I don't dislike Seth. I'm not trying to bash the guy, no. but he's a robot. Anyway. Um, they talk about the Trixie Motel and Trixie Mattel, I believe, is opening the hotel. Uh, they're a drag queen. They're a very notable drag queen, I guess. They opened this motel out in, where was it, Palm Springs? I think it was Palm Springs. And we finally get the understanding of what the difference between a motel and a hotel is. Did you catch that? Uh, 2003, Dom Perignon yep. and um, room service with a big menu. Yes. That's that, what that is a hotel. Mary. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Mary. Uh, I'm holding every hotel motel to those standards now. Holiday Inn. Oh, hey now. Um, but they're talking in a row. We're singing. <laughs> Somebody commented, "That should have been my rose." I'll do that one next. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about the invite list, and Lisa's invited, so Meredith's already making good on trying to bridge that gap there. Monica gets the invite, the newbie, um, which is good. Get her involved. I, I think that the easy thing here, for Meredith's sake, just invite the group. Yep. Like you, you don't want to leave anybody don't alienate. Out. I leaves. never understand when people get alienated on either. a housewife show. Yeah, it makes no sense. Everybody has to be there contractually, so make sure they're there. Just do that. But we go to Angie K's house with uh, Sean. We get to meet Sean for the first time. Her hairstylist slash husband, I believe. Yep. They met in the salon or whatever. But my first reaction, like now that she's like full time and we're getting like the behind the scenes with her and like her life at home, and I, I hope this changes. It seems extremely forced to me. Yeah. Every one of her scenes seems like she's trying to do the most. I think it will. Housewife. And I don't want to falter either. No. It's her first time, like full time. Yep. But she is not. I got to not... see her family at all last year. It was no, just we her, didn't. right? Just her. And like, I'll be flat out honest. She is not my favorite at all. I'm trying to give her some grace here to like. Get she doesn't bring anything wet. to the table. Like, really she not. tries to be too shady at like weird times. She tries to have like big one line. That's the. That's probably the biggest red flag for I'm trying too hard is when you hear a lot of forced like ha ha moments and right. they're not landing and they're not landing at all. And I thought the same thing, too, when they when we were brought into her house and her daughter's playing with the dog, it, the whole thing just seems super forced, like all yeah. of her comments from the kitchen. She asked about the salad like 15 times. Yeah, we got it. Like, we, is there too much salt on the salad? Like, no, it's good. All right, but it's not too salty. Yeah, we got it. No, no, it's it's good. Why don't you sit down and eat this? Oh, Lisa Barlow is calling me. I'll call her back later. Like, okay, whatever. I think it's just growing pains. I think we can attribute it to that, and we can move on. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't need to dive further. Hold on to that. I did think it's interesting that the the talk that we get from Heather early on about the high school days with Angie is a very different outlook than Angie gives us. I believe Angie. I do too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But Heather says, you know, like we didn't get along that well. Like. We intermingled because our friends would kind of hang out. So, like, I knew her, but, like, I thought she had natural curls, but it was a perm, so I don't trust her, which is dumb. That's and the then stupidest thing I've ever heard. Angie says, yeah, like, Heather was, like, really witty, sarcastic, funny in high school. Like, 
we hung out a little bit. We always got along fine, I guess. But like, I would love to be able to like mend whatever relationship we have and like move forward, blah, blah, blah. Like she talks pretty nicely about Heather, whereas Heather drags her. And again, she did say that she was scissoring Jen Shaw. So like, I get that there's a little animosity there, but in light of this season, fresh powder, fresh start, all that nonsense. Yeah, you're not doing a fresh start with Angie. Yeah, give sure. her a shot, I guess. Like, Especially, like, I would imagine that somebody like Heather would understand and right? just kind of, like, laugh about it. Maybe Jen at this Shaw. Because Jen Shaw's gone. Like, everybody watching that last year was at the point of frustration where we wanted it to be what Angie was talking about. Like, right. you and I talked about it before Angie even said it. We're like, oh, yeah, maybe they were doing a little bit of scissoring going on in the bedroom and somebody got kicked in the face. It's a funny thing. You could just throw it out there. You don't have to be that upset about it. And it's one of those things that if she gets more upset about it and she keeps bringing it up, we're going to be like, well, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And then we're going to be caught into the goddamn black eye bullshit again. And I don't want to do it. Just let it go. Understand that nobody cares anymore. Jen Shaw's gone. You can leave the black eye in the past and let's move on. Agreed. And move on we shall to Monica. And when this scene started out versus when it ended, I had a very different take. And she talks about her family moving from Boston to Salt Lake. Her mom got into the Mormon church when she was like five. So she grew up Mormon. She got married Mormon, all that stuff. And when she talks about Brea Baby, which is her company, she makes swaddling blankets and uh, crib blankets and things like that. My knee-jerk reaction, I'm like, she's going to talk about how like this business started as a hobby and now it's like uber successful and like she's making millions off of this and that's bullshit. Because that's what I am used to. Yeah. From every housewife that yep. starts a business, it's automatically super successful. Yep. We didn't get that. Nope. As she starts to talk through everything, she gets really emotional about her financial standing compared to the rest of the group. And I really, really appreciated this scene because she's so honest about the fact that she went to a Louis Vuitton store to buy a bag just to fit in. And she's embarrassed about that because that's not her. And she feels that in her whole life, she's never been this person, but now she has all of these insecurities. She doesn't want them to make fun of her small house. She doesn't want them to look down on her because, and this was the line that stuck out the most. She says, I'm at home self-packaging. Like the self-awareness here yep. to be like, I'm trying my best. I'm out on my own now. I got divorced from my husband. I'm trying to build something for myself. It's going fine. I'm trying to make it into something more. I'm doing my own packaging. I'm not rolling in it like the rest of these women. And that makes me feel insecure. Love that. Yeah. The, the self-awareness. And I, I fully appreciated the scene too, because I think that's something we never really get in these shows. No, never. No, like, no. Yeah. We kind of got it in Jersey when Danielle was talking about her house, but Danielle is such a powerful presence. Right. That she starts talking immediately about how she doesn't give a shit. Right. Monica being vulnerable and talking about this. That's a very real moment. Like when you think about it, she goes to a, a Louis Vuitton store just to buy a bag for this trip yep. because she knows that somebody's going to compliment the bag and she's going to feel really good about that. But then she might feel like shit afterwards because she spent money that she doesn't necessarily have. And that's got to be a tough situation to be in. I think and I, I want to see this pan out a little bit more, but I do think that eventually she's going to kind of cut that whole scheme out, if you will, where she just stops caring and she goes back to being herself because i, I think so. we get a little bit of that a little bit later when she's talking about the rings yeah, yeah. Not having a jeweler i think that she's gonna be unapologetically herself by the end of the season i think and we're yeah. gonna i think we're gonna appreciate where we started we get to start with this she had a moment of weakness maybe she had a couple of weeks of weakness just trying to like find her way through this group but if you find somebody like heather doesn't care really right. heather heather might talk behind your back but heather doesn't care up front you might have somebody to talk to I don't think that Meredith would really care. Meredith's a woman of few words sometimes. So it's 
few words, lots of faces. It'll depend on the relationships, who she makes friends with. We're not really sure who she's going to make friends with so far. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think her and Whitney could probably hit it off. I, I see her and Whitney either being great friends or... Like, yeah, or Monica or, hates Whitney. Yeah. And, and Whitney doesn't understand why Monica hates her. So then she hates Monica. That's that would it. probably make the most That's sense the to one. me. But I did appreciate it. And it gives us a little bit more background on Monica. Yeah, it was a good scene. But from there, we get an Angie and Whitney double date, which was awkward as hell the entire time. The husbands don't know what to talk about. I hated this. This was really uncomfortable. And at first, I had an issue with Sean wearing a hat at the table until they cut to the bed scene. And my man's bald. So, hey, do what you got to do. Appreciate that. The, bald hairdresser. Yeah, you look good. Hey, hey, don't. No shit. I wasn't saying anything. I was oh, just pointing it out. Just, <laughs> just stating the obvious. <laughs> But as they're talking, I, this is the first, and we've seen like scenes from this season, and it's going to come up that uh, Whitney's having some marital problems. Yeah. That's coming up later in the season. So this is the first inkling we get of it, because Justin's wearing a communication crystal around his neck to help improve the communication between him and his wife, Whitney. Now, I know what this scene's about. It's to set it up, so we get the setup for them having marital issues throughout this whole season. This is the first time that she takes ownership of her being a bad communicator because Justin's like, she says what? Uh, both I, of us have a hard time. Both of us have a hard time communicating. And sometimes I think I say things and I don't. And I'm like, that tracks. And Justin's like, wow, that's great communication, honey. Thank you so much. That's the <laughs> first time that you've actually admitted uh, owner, yeah, ownership to that. Um, and we find out that Angie's not invited to the girls trip, which again, Meredith, just invite everybody. And that makes even less sense. If it was a Heather trip, okay, I get why Angie K is yep. not invited. Angie K is a full time cast member now. I don't Meredith, know what what Meredith's beef she, with Angie K yeah, is. Why is she not coming to the thing? No idea. Did we missed something. I don't think so. Our, our listeners are going to tell her we tell us we did. But. I don't uh, look. You can tell us that we missed a lot of things on a lot of shows. This is a show that we've been watching, so I, I don't, don't think, think we so. Did, yeah. yeah, I really don't. But moving on, this is when we get Heather and Monica and they're shopping, getting ready for Palm Springs. It's Monica's first girl's trip. None of these new cast members have been on girl's I trips. Know, right? It's really funny. Look, I've never been on a girl's trip. So. I, neither have I, but I'm just saying. like, I don't want to be invited, but I'm just saying. No, yeah. but like, we're also not girls, so why would we have... Can we talk about Bravo? Maybe we can get invited. We Oh, we actually might be able to go on a girl's trip. I don't want to, again. Well, maybe we can. Maybe we can. How do you know? You know Listeners, been on one. send us emails. Invite us on girl's trips. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I like this idea. If it, you send us your picture-perfect girls trip that you would invite Shooter and I to. I want to hear the... Give us a, an itinerary for day one. Preferably golf. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll golf with you. We'll golf with you. Give us an itinerary. We'll see, and we'll pick our favorite girls trip. Yep. I like this. But they're talking about Palm Springs, and Heather is much more blunt with Monica about why she doesn't like Angie Kate. And I feel like Heather does herself a disservice a lot. Yeah. By talking to people that either one, her relationship's not that strong with, such as Whitney, or two, it's a new relationship and you decide to divulge your feelings entirely about other people. Monica is going to form her own opinion about Angie K. If Monica finds out that she, in fact, likes Angie K, Monica's going to tell Angie K, well, you were talking all this shit. I don't know, though, because An or, Monica's already been pretty straightforward, at least with us, in her confessional about how she knows a lot about all these women. Oh, I know so that. she might not like Angie K. I didn't get the vibe from the first episode that she likes Angie K. I'm not saying she's... she does. I'm no, saying yeah. I, this is an objective stance. As like if these, if She this steals is just too much and yeah. she gives people right. dirt. 
unintentionally. Yes, yeah. where like you don't need to offer up this info yes. be- just in case. I think the way Heather does it is that she's trying to communicate and maybe connect. Connect, and Heather's trying to make friends, and she realizes like, well, oh, the Whitney thing's not really working out too well. I'm friends with Meredith. You know, Lisa Barlow doesn't really want to tell me about her son's mission trip. There's something going on there. I don't really know what's up. Angie K, obviously, that's a lost cause. So let me try to make friends with Monica. She's a new person now, and I can kind of take her under my wing. But make friends and friendships I know. Well, by other means, not talking shit. It's going to get you in issue. trouble. I uh, agree. It's, it's just, just like... a personality thing, I think. But Monica divulges some information to us. Oh, boy, yeah, did she. No, I let out an auto... Audible. 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 I let out an audible. An audible. An audible. That's what otters smoke out of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to say eat food, but sure. Oh, yeah. Eat food. Monica lets us in on what happened with her husband. And I let out an audible. Oh, my God. She was hooking up with her brother in law for 18 months. Yep. And make it even worse. I don't know if it's worse. It's her brother's sister's husband. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Of, I think, no, I think that's not worse. I don't, I do not I think, think the that's the brother's worse. brother's worse. Brother's brother would be way worse, I think. Okay. I just, it's now at worse. least it's not like the same blood. It's marital. I don't know, dude. It's like, all right, let's put it in terms of Ralph. So we've got Ralph and Courtney, right? Okay. If Courtney was drew's now i i don't want to do this i i really don't want to do this i don't want to do this either nope look it's just fucked up regardless it is at least again she's open about it she's honest about it she shares with us and that's why she was excommunicated from the church she went to her bishop and said i need to get something off my chest father or whatever they call the mormon people um more the more man she went to the more man more man (laughs) i've been unfaithful let him in on all the secrets hoping to be absolved of her sins. She gets kicked out of the church. Her partner in crime, he's cool. Her her mistress. Her mistr her mistress. Her mistress. Her mister. Is it just a mister? I have no. Is that what mister means? Maybe. That's weird. That's her mister. That can't be right. That's her her mistress. More than <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is we're having a rough go with things, guys. Please tell us what's going I don't on. Think it's a rough go. I think I'm nailing it. Oh. <laughs> I'm very happy. Well, no, I, and I think that that it's really funny. I mean, just you know, juxtaposed to what I know from Catholicism, you could take that same thing to penance and say five Hail Marys and a couple of a couple of and Lord's you're good and you're fine. Yep. I don't know why he's Irish. I just when I hear Catholic, I think Irish Catholic. That's fine. Yeah. But again, it gives us a little bit more info on Monica. I'm I'm liking Monica thus far. I think she has a bright future. If she can, it's going to be. I don't know. Here's I think what... it's kind of tough to like Monica after hearing that, though. Oh, I know. I, I think... think she's fi- like, as I far think... as what I've seen on the show, I like it. But we talk about people's infidelities all the time. We're like, all right, you're kind of a piece of shit. No, no, no. Totally. Monica's kind of a piece of shit. But again, it goes back to like the Jen thing, whereas like I don't have an issue with Jen. She's upfront and honest. Do I trust Jen? No. Do I trust Monica? No. Am I saying she's a great person? No. But at the same time, people can grow and change. And at least like the thing for me with everybody on these casts, self-awareness and honesty are two big like Yeah, I, I would say the, the same fact thing, that yeah. she's not like hiding behind it yeah. and trying to spin a different narrative. She just flat out says, This is what happened. Doesn't for sure. say for better or worse. It's like this is the info. And I like that. So I'm Heather just... was literally floored. <laughs> I know. Like I she think... felt. I was too. 
Like yeah. I was, I, I told you, I let it an audible, 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 or my girl. Heather, Heather went down right away. And I, I love the follow-up line too, where Monica says, you thought you were a bad Mormon. How about me? Hey, hey, all right. Good tie in. Yeah, she, she's funny, man. It's funny. And, and I think we're just kind of seeing, you know, removing the whole infidelity out of it because that's a bad thing. It's deplorable. It's awful. Horrible. But on screen, it's good to see some growth. I like it. to see growth. But here's my thing. I think she's walking. When I said I like her thus far. I like her as a housewife or a friend. Of, is she a full? She's friend of. She's a full housewife, full time. Yeah. Okay, so I like her as a housewife. I think that she is going to take one of two paths, and I think she's on almost at the fork in the road. I think she has a chance to be very likable and relatable, or I think she has a chance to be insufferable and a bad addition. And I think that I've seen both evidence of both. And that's when they're in the sprinter van on the way from the airport after Lisa loses her $60,000 ring. Allegedly. That thing got flushed. No, it didn't. Somebody found it and put it in their pocket. No, no. She flushed it. I'm fully convinced she said she was pulling her jeans back up and it fell off. I think it went right in the toilet and it Automatic flushed. flush. Yep. It's Palm Springs, so it's definitely an automatic toilet. It has to be. Not the Dallas airport where yeah. half the toilets don't work. Well, the Dallas toilet is in the cowboy store. We know that. Yeah, I post it every time I go down there. But but when they're on the sprinter van, Lisa's going over the value of the ring, and she's so upset that she lost the ring, and she calls her jeweler to replace it. Monica's giving little one-liners of, like, I don't have a jeweler. like, And not belittling herself, but just speaking from a place of, like, I don't have the money you guys yeah. do. And there's two sides to it. There's one side where I'm like, ha ha, I like that you're being honest about this. And it's I, didn't really, I didn't really care for it. The other side of it is you're not coming off great. Yeah. It's not Lisa's fault that she does well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, there's, I hate when people talk down to people that have money. Yeah. On the flip side, I do not care for people that want to talk but, shit to someone just because like Lisa's not, you know, Lisa, she's I not know, but she intentionally. Was, she, I think she might've been. Oh. She said 60,000 like seven times. Oh, uh, well, maybe then. You know what? Like, if you say it once in like a panic or twice, maybe, and you're looking for it and you're like, fuck, like, that's a lot of money, and somebody asks and you answer, that's fine. But now we're in the sprinter van and it's like 20 minutes later, and yes, you're still freaking out and you're talking about calling your jeweler. You don't need to keep saying that it was a $60,000 ring. She says it like three that. or four times in a row. I agree with so that. So it does get to the point where you're like, all right, we fucking get it. You got money. Relax. Maybe it's this. Maybe. I think I just I, talked myself into this, actually, I right think, now. I, I think, think I'm fine with it. I get where she's coming from. Yeah. And it's warranted, but it's not the best look. Right. How about that? Okay. Can we agree on that? We can agree. It doesn't make her look great, but I get where she's coming from. For the sake of the birds, we can agree. For the sake of the birds, we can agree. Yeah. Uh, and we'll wrap this up. Mary. Mary had a couple of great moments here, obviously, at calling the Trixie Motel and asking for a very specific 03 bottle of Dom Perignon. When they say they don't have that, she says they don't have Dom. The eyes popped out of her head. Love that. She was like baffled. But at the same time, they didn't say they don't have Dom. They don't have 03 Dom. I don't think they have any Dom. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. It looks like they're going to party down there. I would stay at that motel. (laughs) I was going to say that the motel looked like a pink version of the one in Crappy Lake. I think that's insulting to the Trixie Motel a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I think that they put a lot of time and effort into this motel. Possibly. And they just now redid the uh, Crappy Lake Motel. Yeah. Via, well, uh-huh. I think you might. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I will say that I like, and I'm going to continue to like, and then that wraps up the episode. But Mary's so great simply because when Lisa's talking about the $60,000 ring, 
we're all thinking the same thing. Like 60, that's a whole, I mean, come on. That's a lot of money for a ring. And Mary's like, that ring's not worth 60,000. I'm like, thank you, Mary. <laughs> it's not. It's probably worth like 35 and you valued it at yeah, 60 with okay. your insurance, which is what everybody does. It's and it's okay. okay. We're not Don't tell everybody that it's a $60,000 ring. Yeah, and don't, don't. 15 times. Don't double, triple, quadruple. Uh, emphasize also, it. Look, love Lisa. I'm just love saying. Lisa. It's I'm okay. just saying. All right. She got back to us, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she yeah. left me on. She left me on red. Saw that, and I was a little upset. I was going to take one or two directions. I was either going to be sarcastic. Instead, I went with you know they they say that you get more bees with honey than vinegar. So I said, even though you left the song red, we still love you. And she responded and said that her next few weeks are nuts, but we'll be in touch. So All right, that works. We get her on. I also, one last Mary comment: when Monica offered Lisa some chips, and she reached over and gave her a chip. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't get chip chip crumbs on me. I don't like crumbs. I don't want crumbs. Uh, All right, fair enough, Mary. Yeah. You're you know right. What? You're right. You know what, Mary? Right. Nobody likes crumbs. Yep. You are right. Just ask Dev. She's I drive just for nuts. for all of us. <laughs> crumbs. Because I cook in the kitchen, you know, for like yeah. bodybuilders or whatever. Bump. Well, like the floor just, we have the, the final plank flooring, which is fantastic, by the way. It looks like hardwoods, but uh, water resistant and easy to clean. But when little crumbs get on them and you step on them, like you can really feel the crumbs. Crunch. Yeah. And so it like drives her crazy. So, and she's going to kill me for saying this, but she gets down. She's not like we own a vacuum. We own a full size broom. Dev loves her dustpan and brush. Dev, she just goes around individual crumbs. Dude, she will get on the floor on all fours. It's not a bad way to it's do a it. Very effective. Very, way. Yeah, very effective. It's just like she'll, she's going to fucking murder me, but she will call me like on the phone or I'll call her like when I'm leaving the gym to like yeah. check in. And I'm like, what's up? And you just hear, like, I'm clearly on speaker and I hear, what i'm like dude put it, put it down for two seconds she's like i can't put it down because you cooked all this food you didn't sweep the floor and i'm like you're right but i'm just calling to check in i want to see how your days go i'll talk to you later i'm like okay bye oh my god but uh here we go with some questionies Oh, this is a good one because we just talked about this uh before the show from shauna draper 27 are you related to don draper uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what do you think of the Roni reunion seating chart, aka Bravo's power rankings? Nice job. Way to shoehorn in power rankings. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good way to shoehorn in the power rankings. Oh, we got um, like three questions about that. Yeah, right. Um I, I we're I think we're okay with it, honestly. Steele and I kind of talked through it. For those of you that don't know, we've got Jessel and Aaron are sitting in the front, then we've got Bryn and Jenna in the middle, and we have Sai and Uba at the end. I talked myself into it. At first, when I saw Jessel up front, I was questioning. Yeah, I like it, to think I talked you into it, but you, yeah, probably. Steel talked me into this. Yeah. Um, fully talked me into this, and uh, yeah, I, I agree with it. I think it's fine. Yeah, because Aaron and Jessel have been involved in most of the shit this season. Yes. I think that Aaron's taken the most shit, and I think that Jessel's put her foot in her mouth the most. Jenna is in the middle because you just can't put Jenna at the end. I don't think. That's what I was thinking, too. If you put Jenna at the end, she's not going to talk the entire time. Right. So I... I'm in between thinking, like, yeah, if you put her in the middle, you might get a little bit more out of her. Maybe she's a little more comfortable. I might even say put Jenna all the way up front and shuffle her with Jessel and then put Bryn you next to Aaron, maybe, that. just to make Jenna talk more. Because if she's next to Andy, she's going to have to talk more. Mm -hmm. If she's on the end, she's not going to offer a word. Bryn at the end will still talk. Yes. And sigh for me. Well, I think she's an integral part of this cast, and I think she's done a great job this year as far as like substance, uh, like involved in the shit going on. Like, 
she will start shit as far as leaving the party and stuff. Yeah. But she doesn't give a shit. So I think it's, I don't know, that's where I'm like, yeah, she can sit on the end. I don't think that it, it's a, I think, and then we can move on. You could interchange a lot of them and it's still, be I think okay. that's the main thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You can it's move still, them it's so early on. I think that like you said, wherever you put Bryn, she's going to talk. So wouldn't mind Bryn being on the end just so you have more people closer. So they'll yeah, talk a little I bit more. You could put, you could literally mix it up however you want. Yep. And I wouldn't have an issue with yeah. it. Up next. Last one, actually. Uh, from AJ Talarico. AJ Talarico. Thoughts on the Winter House trailer? And we actually got a uh, someone asked us a question about this last week. And I'm here. I'm gonna answer exactly what I said in the comment. What do you think of the cast? I like a lot of the people on the cast on their own respective shows. We have yet to witness a Winter House season that we've been wowed by or even like overly entertained by. So that's where we are as far as like, yeah. It's tough when a show is six episodes long and we think it's too long. Right. You like, know what I mean? You know what like I mean? Like, after, usually, and I get it. Like, it's a place filler. It gives these people something to do in the off season, if you will. And you wanted to throw it out there during like a non-busy time. Sure. Episode one and two is usually enjoyable because it's like, oh, this is different. It's funny to see these people like party for a little bit. And then after that, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. The drama is not going to continue. Yeah, like Lindsay and Carl this. aren't going to be there. You're just going to get Kyle and Amanda who seem fine because and they're like, actually Tom married Schwartz and they're going to be good. interesting to see a little bit, but you yeah. know, he's not going to give you that much. And then the new people are always question marks, but it's so hard for a new person to thrive on a show like that because for the most part, they're just looking to hook up. Yeah. And then they get shacked up with Corey or whoever. And I, it, it's well, just Corey's whole, with, uh, yeah, Corey's still with Sam, but I, I don't know. It, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I don't really care for it as a show. Yeah, no, I, I, we're on the same boat. Um, actually, last one here, just because this is really funny. From RSC Gen 28 does Shooter ever have anything to add at the end of the show when you ask him? No. No, not really. Yet. No, he really Honestly, hasn't. Honestly, we sit here for like an hour and a half. We talk it all out. So by the end, when I ask him, I nothing. he's good. Because we air out all of our grievances. We certainly do. Although I will have something to add. I am bricked up for the birds, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> I am too. We're both here bricked up. It's Bird's Day. We're not going to keep you guys any longer. Follow us on our socials at Brav underscore bros and YouTube at Brav Bros Podcast. And keep an eye out for a potential live show dot 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 in a different location dot dot dot. Go birds. Anything else? Nope. Go birds. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.